Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, Rachel. Yes. Oh, we weren't connecting right away. So now we're connected. Okay. <laughs> yes, I can hear all of your microphone noise. So, <laughs> okay, I just moved it just now. So, because I forgot to do it before we connected. So, yeah, I, uh, it's already half a day. <laughs> yes, me too. Oh, my God. You go first. Well, I had that incident with the neighbor behind me and the part of the tree falling in my yard and breaking things. And she told me the tree trimmer was coming today at seven. So I got up at six to make sure that the dogs were fed and had a chance to go to the bathroom before the tree trimmers came. And at like quarter to eight, I sent her a text. I'm like, where are the tree trimmers? Are they still planning on coming today? And she goes, oh, I, I was confused. They came today just to look at the tree, but they're not coming till Monday to cut the tree. And I'm thinking, okay, Monday's Labor Day. Are they really going to come on Monday? I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, that kind of sucked because... I got up early for nothing and I didn't sleep good. And then I told you yesterday I went to Barnes and Nobles and I ended up getting an origami book on, Mm -hmm. you know, it had paper in it and instructions and that said several of the how to do things were easy. I'm like, okay, I'll start with the easy stuff. And they had a crane. So I'm like, okay, this will be cool. I've always wanted to know how to do a crane. And I get home and I start working on it. And I was like, who the fuck said this was easy? (laughs) There's like 1,080 steps. Couldn't figure it out. Yeah, I couldn't even understand the directions. And I'm like, okay, this is would be a great thing to do for everybody. Just because you have to memorize so many steps. It's good for memory building. So I actually, I guess, should have started this in my 20s. Because it's really difficult now. So I decided you and I are going to do it together. Until I figure out what the hell is happening. Because I'm like, am I really that spatially jacked up that I can't? even figure out is this the front of the paper or the back of the paper oh yeah and sometimes it's almost easier to watch a youtube video for that stuff than try to read the printed instructions i feel like well honestly that's what i did i started watching youtube videos and i'm like oh this makes a lot more sense so i have decided my new career is making origami things and selling them for $58,000 a piece because that's what they're worth after all the steps you have to do to make them. (laughs) And I'll be rich. Yeah. And I won't have to worry anymore about buying food or gas. And you? Oh, goodness. (laughs) My day has also been hectic. Keep in mind, we're saying our day's been hectic. It's currently 930 in the morning here. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's why we're both like, oh my god. Yeah, it's been. That's not even everything that's been happening. But go ahead. I'm I'm anxious to hear what your day, your 24 hour day in the past three hours has been. So uh, typical morning with the kids, trying to get them ready for school, do all the things that we need to do. But I also had a PTA meeting this morning that was a oh. school meeting so we have pta meetings that's like the board members and the teachers uh-huh but then today's thing was for like the parents and just whoever wanted to come it was like a follow-up meeting to what we did in our last meeting with just the teachers okay so anyways we had the event this morning and we called it books and breakfast we provided donuts coffee and juice to anybody who attended and then parents were told to show up with their kids at 7 15 this morning at the school dear god show up at seven so i got to the school at 7 a.m to kind of okay. help with last minute setup all right the event started at 7 15 it was fucking packed like, really i thought you were gonna say no one showed up <laughs> so we the donuts really Free donuts will do it every time. So we didn't say donuts. We just said books with breakfast. So we said, bring your oh, kid. Okay. Have have breakfast provided by the PTA. Read a book with your child while you're doing this portion. Classrooms actually start for kids at 745. So kids had to leave at 745. So at 745 is when we held the actual meeting for just the parents. We had so many people show up. Thank God for another PTA mom that's on the board because she did all the running around this morning. She had to go to two different Starbucks coffees because Starbucks actually donated four coffee travelers to us, which was oh, amazing. You, Starbucks, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. Still not paying you for that cup that broke, but <laughs> thank you. For that. <laughs> oh yeah, shout, shout out had to that traumatic that. story. <laughs> yeah, if you had paid for that cup, that's how they pay for the donated coffee. So it would have been I, five travelers, but because you didn't pay for the broken cup, you only got four. Because I screwed them. Yeah, mm -hmm. I understand. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> so she had to do all that. We So we were really worried that people were not going to show up because this is the first time we've ever done this. And like I said, we were telling people to show up at 7.15 in the morning. Yeah, early. So we ended up buying six dozen donuts from Krispy Kreme and they were kind enough to do a matching donation. So they donated six dozen donuts oh, in addition God. to what we bought. Wow. We ended up having... So we ended up having 12 dozen donuts, which is a lot of effing donuts. So I'm like, we're going to be screwed and stuck with so many donuts if people don't show up, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So many people ended up showing up. I spent the first like 30 minutes, 20 minutes of the event setting up more tables and chairs because we hadn't set up enough tables and chairs. Holy moly. We have maybe 20 donuts left over at the oh end of the God. event that didn't get eaten like... <laughs> Wow, involved parents, amazing. So we have a really small elementary school. We have less than 400 students there. The fact that we had so many people show up with their kids and they were reading the books and I loved to see that. Yeah, that's great. They were actually like doing everything. They were talking to each other. We are really hashtag blessed to be <laughs> one of those annoying ass people. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. So we're, we're definitely lucky when it comes to the school. So that happened at 7.15. Meeting was at 7.45. 
I had to talk about all the shit I needed to talk about. Then I literally had to run out of there before the meeting was over because I had to take the older kid to school, which is across the town, had to drop her off by a certain time. And then I ran into the grocery store since I was over by that grocery store. Uh Uh-huh. Why are groceries so fucking expensive right now? It's really (sighs) infuriating. I don't know, but I'm terrified. Yeah, I spent over $80 and I got like two bags of things. Sure. (laughs) Great. Yes. Awesome. I remember when $75 would feed three people for a week. Yeah, not anymore. Not anymore. So I did that. Then I ran home, um, inhaled a couple breakfasty things because mm-hmm. I myself can't really eat donuts because they give me a migraine. Oh, <laughs> they make me want to just go to sleep. I'm like that with pancakes, but oh, pancakes for too. S- yeah, heavy. Yeah, heavy stuff. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, so that was me. And now for the here, last, you know, here solid you are. two hours. Yeah, now here I am. I'm doing this with you. And then I have some other things I need to be doing. And then I have to go back, pick up the older kid early, take her somewhere. She has an appointment at two o'clock for something. But thank God I can come home after that and do absolutely nothing. Yay. Maybe edit this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like how we moved our drop date so that you'd have more time to edit. And it's just not working. <laughs> what we need to do, honestly, is we need to record this thing on Friday or on the weekend. Yes. And then I could edit on Tuesdays. We just don't have our shit together enough for that lately. I'm sorry, but I'm we really just like... You mean you. I'm, I'm here. I mean, yes. No, I 100% mean me. Like, I'm at the point where, like, if this podcast gets done at all, I am grateful because... Mm-hmm. So much shit is happening in my life right now. Some of it good, some of it not good. Yeah. You know everything, but I'm not going into details on the show. Yeah. So I'm just at the point where I'm like, if it gets done, I'm good. I'm like, C's get degrees and I'm sorry, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is, that's an awesome saying. Yeah. No one ever asked to see my (laughs) high school transcripts. When I was applying for a job or my college transcripts. I'm really hopeful that things will calm down soon. We get a couple, you know, situations squared away here soon. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully by, it's honestly going to be another month or two. Mm. But (laughs) apologies, it is 100% my fault. No, it's fine. Thank God this week is your week to (laughs) read the book and talk about the book. Even if you just tell me the character names and read the blurb from the back of the book, I don't even care at this point. It's all on you. Yeah. (laughs) And of course, I was crying all night because I had to do this today. Oh, geez. Because you were nervous or what? No, I wasn't crying all night. Believe me. Uh, But yeah, I'm like, oh, dear (laughs) God, I have to do this. But it's like I do it every week. So I don't I don't know what I don't know how many of these we need to do before I stop having anxiety about doing them. I don't know if it maybe ever goes away. It's like public speaking, right? Maybe you're like always nervous before you get up in front of a crowd and start speaking. But once you do, you're fine. Well, speaking of which, speaking of speaking, I belong to a garden club and we were trying to line up (laughs) speakers, one speaker for, you know, every month of next year. And I volunteered to speak about 
my iris collection and you know what i do with them and how long i've been doing it and blah 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 so i'm speaking in january I, okay and at first i was like i don't care i'll just get up and talk about it well i get an email from the president saying we would like you to provide a blurb about yourself, including how you got involved in growing irises, how you found out about the club, what is your interest in gardening? I, I'm like, really? And I emailed her back and I said, I guess you didn't take me seriously when I told you I was just going to wing it. <laughs> You're like, I'm sorry, I'm not doing anything in writing before this thing. <laughs> My whole philosophy in my life is I just fucking wing it because if I have to think about it, plan it, write out something, it makes me a nervous wreck and it goes much better when I'm winging it. I just sent her a thing and I told her, you know, I've been doing this for 35 years. I got into it because the first time I saw irises was sitting on the fire escape in the back of my grandparents tenement building in New York and my grandfather would grow irises and I just became obsessed with them and you know just a few things here and there and sent it to her and she emailed me back and she said okay now you need to get the same thing from the other person I set up which is someone from the floral arrangement society of this area so I had to email her and get that and I'm like this is all too much work Anything, <laughs> anything that asks anything of me now that I'm retired, this is how I knew it was time for me to retire. My boss would be like, you need to do blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to. I don't I want to. And the more I, the older I got, the less I wanted to do and the less I was willing to agree to people's requests. Me doing this is like a big deal, but I I enjoy it. I'm glad we do it once it's done. It's the getting through, <laughs> it's the slogging through the books. I think you like the event, but not the planning portion or the prep work. Like you would probably like going to the party, but not planning the yes, party. Yes, that's right? it, exactly. Are you one of those people? Yeah, I am. I'm totally that yeah. person. I like the fantasy of whatever it is, the thought of doing whatever is supposed to be done, but the actual labor intensive stuff. I don't even brush my hair anymore. I mean, it's really ridiculous. I told my hairdresser that. It's like, what do you mean you don't brush your hair? I go, I don't get it. I clip my hair up in the morning to wash my face and brush my teeth and I don't leave. So why do I need to brush my hair? And he's like, no, you need to brush your hair every day. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> He thinks he's the boss of me. I mean, he kind of is. He is in charge of your hair. So he's the boss of your hair. <laughs> when we were picking out colors to do my hair this last time, I said, you know, let's just go back to black. I used to do my hair black. He goes, I am not doing your, no. <laughs> I am not doing your hair black. Yeah. You, you need to pick something else. I'm like, okay, fine. Are you paying for this uh, hair coloring <laughs> session? Because if so, pick away. Otherwise, you know, but I always do what he tells me. Yes. And what color did you pick? I said, I need a total change. I am just so down on myself and feeling so incredibly unattractive because I went to try and close and actually had to look at myself. So I <laughs> looked through the little color swatches. You know how they give you those color swatch books? Okay. Yeah. And again, I go back to the white gray with a violet tint mm -hmm. and i start playing with that he goes do you want to go that way and i go 
would you allow me to go that way? I know. <laughs> Is this color acceptable? Yes. And he said, yeah. I He goes, I'd want to tweak it a little bit. I said, okay, let's do it. And he walks away to start mixing the color. And I instantly am having a heart attack. Going, what the fuck am I doing? And he comes back and I said, if it comes out really bad, you'll shave my head, right? And he goes, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> he said, yes. And I said, okay, go ahead and do it. And I really liked it. There you go. Yeah, so you never know. Yeah. I don't know how long it'll last because it has the lavender in it. You need to see it before yeah, it goes away. Hurry up and get over here. In your, okay, well. In your busy schedule. <laughs> I know. Jesus. <laughs> Good thing you're so close. I could literally just run in real fast. Yeah. And you know, I was going to tell you, if you ever need help with me dropping one of the kids off or picking up, I could do it. But you do everything yourself. Yes. Well, it's okay. I appreciate it. And I will definitely hit you up at some point. All right. Okay. Well, you want to tell me what's happening today you, with the book? Oh, I was going to say, do you mean in general or? Um, yes. <laughs> so the book that I am going to talk about is a book called Don't Wake the Dead. It's a book one in the Wrath Files series written by C.C. Wood. I've read other books by C.C. Wood. And then because there are so many books and so many authors, I kind of cycle through remembering authors that I like and I've read. And then this popped up and I'm like, oh yeah, C.C. Wood, I like her. I should I should read this book. I'm going to start by reading the dedication because I like it. It, okay. it says, to T.A., thank you for being my and making me laugh all the time. When we die in 40 or 50 years, I hope we can be ghost friends and scare the shit out of people together. And I thought, yes. Ooh, that is good. It is good, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So this book is about a, a girl named Zoe. And it starts with her running to catch an elevator because she's going to be late for work. And when she is in the elevator, the doors open and she's pissed off because there's someone named Jerry standing in there and he wants to talk to her. And there's other people in the elevator and he starts saying to her, why are you the only one that can see me? How come the other people in the elevator can't see me? She's like, why do we have to have this conversation? I've told you a million times, Jerry, you're dead. You've been dead for a long time. He says, I can't be dead. She says, you are. And if you don't stop harassing me every time we get in the elevator, I'm going to go get some holy water and banish your ass. Oh, geez. <laughs> she doesn't know whether that's going to work or not. But, you know, he calls her bitch because she won't engage with him anymore. She runs into work. She gets called into her office. Her company is doing a lot of laying people off because, you know, that's what companies do. And she gets called into the office by her boss. And she's like, oh, no. And he tells her, I'm sorry, but because we're cutting people, we're cutting back on staff. You're the newest person. She goes, I've been here four years. He goes, I know, but I'm sorry. You're still the newest person and I have to let you go. So she gets her stuff, gets back in the elevator. Of course, Jerry's in there again. He's all, did you miss me? And she said, well, it's my last day and I won't be back. And he starts to freak out about, you know, no, you can't. This can't be your last day. How can I find you? She said, it doesn't matter because you're stuck in the elevator. You can never leave the elevator. Oh, sad. Well, he can move on to the next plane. He chooses not to. Mm, so okay. she gets off the elevator and goes home. And when she 
walks in the front door, a girl named Terry materializes in her living room and is like, what are you doing back so early? She's like, I got fired. Terry starts to freak out going, shit, does that mean you're going to have to move out? Because obviously Terry is yet another ghost. And because Zoe can see and speak to these ghosts, Terry doesn't Obviously, they've been friends and Terry doesn't want her to leave. Zoe tells her, no, I, I have money saved. I've just got to find another job. Zoe's got a really good friend named Jonelle. And Terry calls her a slut. And she says, Terry, she's not a slut. She's my best friend. You need to be nicer to her. Terry calls her a cock hopper, which is mean. <laughs> I kind of like that, though. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of it before. I guess it's supposed to be a put down, but... I, you know, I don't know. So Jonelle's a <laughs> hairdresser and she's terror. She is Zoe's best friend. So she calls her and she tells her, I ended up losing my job. So of course, Zoe comes over to console her and make her feel better. Then we find out a little more about Zoe. So apparently, besides being able to speak to the dead, she is saying that when she was five years old she died for a few minutes and nobody figured out why she died or what happened she just collapsed on the front lawn when she was five her heart stopped and she was technically dead for two minutes and the woman that lived across the street from her family was a nurse and she ran across the street and saved her by doing CPR. 22 years later, Zoe's mother still refers to the incident about when she regained consciousness in the hospital and she saw, it was the first time she saw a man standing by the door. She asked her mom who she was. Her mom said, there is no one standing at the door. I don't know what you're talking about. She also, we find out that when she was in high school, so she has start, been able to see ghosts and speak to them, I guess, since she was five years old and had this death experience. Then she starts talking about when she was in high school, the kids in our high school, a group of them, decided to go to a, the local cemetery and they they dared her to go over to some new graves that were over there. And what ended up happening was they took her in there and they ended up running away and leaving her there but while she was there <laughs> some some of the freshly buried people started to climb out of the cement of the graves oh my god yeah gross yeah and yeah so she's like am i a necromancer and she finds out that they were they're ghouls right okay she ends up having this incident happen happen and it, it becomes she becomes labeled in school you know how kids are kids are assholes yes, yes. they are so <laughs> they, that is how she ends up being considered a freak from then on and who wouldn't do you think the whole world would descend upon her right she ends up speaking to her grandmother at some point and her grandma is the one that ends up telling her you died when you were five she didn't remember and her grandmother was more supportive and understanding than her her mother was anyway J jonelle ends up coming over they end up jonelle's a great friend to have because she's like let's celebrate whatever your next chapter in your life's going to be. And she's like, okay, fine. She ends up going over to her mom's house because every Thursday night they have this commitment to have dinner. 
And we find out that Zoe, her real name is Zoe Rose Thorne. She doesn't have a very good relationship with her mother. Her mom's name is Sarah. She's very critical of her. She doesn't acknowledge the fact that Zoe has this gift. She doesn't want her to exhibit it. Uh, her father is much more understanding and talks to her out on the porch and ends up slipping her some money to help her because he, she told them she lost her job. We find out she has a really close location with her, a close relationship with her father, but definitely not her mom. Later in the book, she's back at home and she's on the porch spring swing reading a novel and some guy walks up. His name is Mel Fleming. He hands her a business card and it says Malachi Fleming, paranormal investigator and host creator of The Wrath Files. Ooh, okay. Yes, he has a YouTube show called The Wrath Files and he is in town with some a couple of his colleagues. He wants to talk to her about her house because someone suggested to him that something's going on there. In the meantime, Terry appears and of course only Zoe can see Terry and she's like, oh, she's he's really cute and he has a really nice ass. You should let him do whatever he wants here. And Malachi can tell she's a little <laughs> distracted and he's like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine because she doesn't want him to know that she can see Terry. So he tells her, you know, your house is amazing. I would love to be able to walk through it. I hear that it's haunted. I'd really like to record an episode here. And she's like, no, absolutely not. Because she's been trying to get rid of the freak label that's been plastered on her ever since high school. And she knows if she does this and people in her town see it on YouTube, it's going to start all over again. He offers to pay her and he says, no, she says, no, absolutely not. He says, well, just keep my card and think about it. So of course she ends up thinking about it. She talks to her friend, Jonelle, who kind of talks her into doing it because she needs the money. So after she watches some episodes of his show on YouTube, she liked it because she never got the feeling he was acting. The ghost in her house that somebody in the neighborhood told him about, of course, is Terry. We read in the book that Terry is known to have committed suicide. She was found hanging in the house somewhere. And Terry has been telling Zoe all this time, I did not commit suicide. I was murdered. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So anyway... After watching some episodes of the show, she ends up calling Mel and telling him, yes, I'll go ahead and do it. He said, that's great. I'll be over with my friends. She makes Terry promise to be on his on her best behavior, but she's laughing while she's saying it, right? He walks into the house and immediately after he gets in the house, Terry is upstairs and she slams the door. He says, what is that? Did you hear it? Tell me you heard that. All of a sudden... <laughs> He lets out a yelp and jumps in the air and he goes, oh my God, what the hell? What the fuck? He goes, somebody just touched my ass. <laughs> and, and she, of course yeah, she of course she did. Terry's really got bad behavior. So we end up, okay. we end up meeting the rest of his crew and it's somebody named Blaine and Sean. Sean likes to smoke a lot of pot and so they call him Stony. So we find out later in the book that all three of them are basically trust fund babies, right? So they can afford to 
sounds annoying. Yeah. Rich, let me have some weird hobby like ghost hunting yeah. and be a pothead. Right, exactly. So they end up being nice. The, one of them asks or starts flirting with Zoe and asks her, do you have a boyfriend? She's like, why? And he said, we're, you know, we're just wondering. And Terry, of course, instantly likes them. So they end up setting up their equipment and he tells her they have a medium named Marcy and Marcy's going to come over and try to connect with the spirit that's in this, the house. So Marcy comes to the doorbell and of course, Zoe is the real medium, right? So she'll say, she's thinking, well, we'll see if this woman is a con artist or not. She she opens the door. Marcy's there. Zoe goes to shake her hand and the woman barely acknowledges her. So right away, it's like a bad vibe. Terry says to her, is this bitch for real? <laughs> she's like, <laughs> she has to sit there and not say anything. So Marcy starts saying, I feel a spirit. It's a female. She's in a lot of pain and sad. And Terry's like, yeah, I'm in pain. It hurts to watch this bullshit. <laughs> She supposedly killed her. That's yeah, funny. she supposedly killed herself upstairs. So they end up all going upstairs. They go into the bathroom and Marcy's all, let me talk to the spirit here. And she opens the door to the bathroom and she's calling her Teresa. I'm here. You can speak to me. And suddenly the shower curtain slides back and Terry is standing in the bathtub. Zoe can see her grinning like a maniac at Marcy. And she's like, Teresa, please speak to me. Zoe realizes that Terry's going to do something she should not be doing. She ends up taking the detachable shower head from the stand and spraying this bitch in the face. <laughs> so Marcy's yelling, help me. You know, she's getting soaked. Terry disappears because she knows she's in trouble. And Marcy ends up storming out of the house. But they're like, oh my God, I can't believe we got that. Tell me you got that on tape. Of course they did. And if we ever saw a ghost hunter show where they actually had even one of these occurrences happen, I would be blown away because <laughs> nothing like this happens in the real shows, right? <laughs> no, of course not. Yeah. So as the woman is running down the stairs, she starts screaming at Zoe. Zoe starts telling her, you, you didn't see a ghost. You're just saying that you did. You're a liar and a fake. You can't see or feel them. And she calls Zoe a bitch. And she tells her, I'm going to come back and I'm going to douse the house in holy water. Because I guess she has holy water in her car. And Zoe tells her, don't you dare. I will fucking kill you. You're not allowed. Because Zoe is afraid that Terry's going to get banished from the house if she does. So she ends up storming out of the house and Zoe just locks the door and keeps her out and starts cleaning up the bathroom and she apologizes to Zoe and Zoe says it's actually kind of funny I don't blame you I can't stand it she ends up basically telling Malachi that she is a real psychic and can see Terry and Tells her about Terry, tells him about Terry. She uh, tells him, I I'm doing this, but you can't film me. I don't want anyone to see my face. They all end up becoming friends, which is crazy. They start talking, um, asking Terry questions. And Terry is answering and Zoe is telling them what she's actually saying. They end up going to a couple of different places. And basically, this is what they're doing. They go to places that they think are haunting 
haunted. Zoe tells them, yes, there is a ghost or no, there isn't a ghost. She ends up going into one of the places and she feels a really negative entity in the place. They don't elaborate, but because this book is a series, I'm sure whatever is in this hotel is going to come back in a different series. Oh yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So when they run out of this hotel with the bad entity, they jump in the car and start, you know, hauling ass out of there. And they're on like, not an abandoned road, but a road that isn't very close to town. And up ahead, they can see a guy standing in the road well, Zoe can see him. He's a ghost. And he's trying to, she can hear him also. He's asking for help. He's waving his arms. He's asking them to stop. Oh, I forgot this part. Her and Mel end up, there's obviously some chemistry between he and Zoe. Okay. They end up hanging out a little more. She ends up opening it up to him more about what it was like in high school and how hard it's been for her with her mother. And she doesn't know why she has this weird relationship with her mom. He opens up a little bit more about himself and the people in his crew. So now we're in the hotel. Sorry about that. We're in the hotel. They leave. They see this ghost by the side of the, the road. And she wants to get out and talk to him. And Mel's like, I want to go with you. And she says, you can only go with me if you promise not to speak. You can stand there, but don't talk because I'm afraid you're going to scare him or something. She ends up walking up to this guy. He's all, thank God you stopped. I had a car accident. His head's bleeding. He's like, I don't know what, some guy ran me off the road in this big truck. And then he came up and he hit me in the head with a rock. And he's like, thank God you stopped. I need help. I need to get home to my wife. She goes, do you know what year it is? He says it's 1996. Oh my God. Why is this person calling me? No. <laughs> oh my God. She's a crazy woman. Okay. So <laughs> she is. Okay, so 1996. So obviously, when did this book come out? Do you know? Well, he says it's 1996. And she thinks to herself, Oh, God, he's been dead for at least 20 years. Okay, so this is still sort of old. But obviously, this guy is Yeah, so dead. Okay, she's freaking out because she's got to tell him he didn't survive the accident. He's actually dead. And he's been dead for 20 years. He is, he's freaked out. He's like, what about my wife? What has happened? So do you have any questions about my book so far? No, so far so good. So what, are we at the like halfway point of the book so far? Because a lot of shit's happened already. Oh my God, this book is long. There's a lot of- Oh, is it? Okay. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna breeze over a lot of it. Okay. So she ends up going home. She is starting to do some research into this guy's death to find out what's going on. Mel comes over and tells him, I found out some information. We need to go talk to the police and see about getting their, the accident report. And I don't know how they're going to do that because it was so long ago. She ends up telling him, I really don't want to go to talk to the police and he's like why and she talks about how when she had that incident in high school with that sheriff he ended up coming into she said he had to save her or he had to come into the graveyard she was surrounded by a bunch of these ghouls he grabbed her by the arm dragged her out of the graveyard the ghouls went back into their grave 
And he told her, you know, if you ever do this kind of crap again, I'm going to have you committed. Oh, geez. What a yeah, jerk. Yeah, what a jerk. Not, oh my God, what were those ghouls doing? So she's like terrified of this guy. Malachi has now become like her champion saying, I, I will never let this guy, he had no right to say that to you, would never let that happen to you. She goes, well, you're not going to be here forever. And he says, even if I'm not around and that happens, if you contact me, I will come immediately and make sure he lets you out because she obviously is the real deal. Okay. So they end up doing more research on this. Her Even her girlfriend, Jonelle, helps out. They end up finding out that the guy died. It was listed as an accident, even though when Zoe's looking at the picture, she sees a bloody rock in the picture that there's no way he could have hit his head on the rock and then had the rock land there. So it's obvious to her that he was murdered. It just validates for her what he said. Okay. Zoe ends up doing more research with her friends. They found out his wife, who he was married to at the time of his murder, now has married her husband's best friend and moves into and lives in a different town and mel wants to interview everybody and they just show up at the house and she ends up her husband is not there but she ends up speaking to them telling them everybody loved him her husband's name now is steve he's not gonna be home for an hour um so i can talk to you until then but you need to leave before he gets home so right away it's kind of a weird thing of why why is this happening i don't want to tell you what happens with this but they end up investigating this death and they end up finding out more information about what happens they end up now becoming the target of they go out to have drinks and party and have a good time and on the way home somebody tries to shoot at them in a truck oh geez and run them off the road they end up getting ran off the road the person trying to shoot at them doesn't realize that mel also has a gun so when he sees his gun he takes off they end up calling the police of course it's that sheriff you know has to come out he tells them Mm -hmm. he thinks that they are making up the whole thing that they for publicity and that they shot up their own van he takes confiscates their gun and ends up confiscating their van so that they can do ballistic tests on everything. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah, so the guy is, like, basically a jerk. In in the meantime, she goes home and has a conversation with Terry. Terry ends up confessing to her that she's kind of hurt that she's investigating this guy's murder, and she never investigated hers. Terry's murder. Oh, yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Because Terry told her the whole time she had been right. murdered. So... Anyway, they she ends up telling Terry or promising Terry, I will investigate your murder and figure out what happened as soon as we're done with this. There's a more interaction with her parents. She ends up getting into a fight with her mom and walking out of their house. When she gets home, her father ends up showing up. Her father ends up telling her, your mother also had the ability to speak to and see the dead. But your grandmother was a horrible woman, thought she was possessed by Satan and used to do terrible things to your mother to get her to stop saying she was seeing dead people. So eventually the mom stopped seeing the dead people and she's so afraid that Zoe is going to have the same kind of life or mean things happen to her from people, which 
obviously she had a lot of mean things happen to her in high school. She doesn't want that life for her daughter. So that's why she's so hard on her and keeps telling her, don't talk about it. Oh, geez. So instead of telling her yes. all the reasoning, she just does all this mean shit to her own kid. Like, come on, people. Right, exactly. There's a lot of dynamic going on there between her and her mother. So they end up investigating the murder. They are able to figure it out. They are able to talk to the sheriff about it. The sheriff, of course, is defensive because he's like, you think I didn't do a good job back then. And the person that you're accusing, I know him. He was a friend of mine. I don't believe that he would do anything like that. So it's not until... So Bell starts staying at Zoe's on the sofa because he does not want to leave her alone because he's really afraid of what's going to happen after the shooting mm -hmm. incident. So anyway, he's staying at the house and the house gets broken into. She's upstairs. She... Terry ends up waking Zoe up saying, something's happening downstairs. You need to get out. You need to get out of the window. Crawl out of the window. Go to the neighbor's house. And Zoe's like, well, what is, what's happening? Mel's downstairs. I don't want to leave him. She goes to peek and she sees these people, the murderers, have tied Mal up. They have a gun. And she's like, oh my, oh, oh wow. my God, I do have to get out. She can't get the window open. The glass breaks. She gets you know, she climbs out the window and starts running around the side of the house to go to the neighbor's house, but she gets knocked out by one of the murderers, drags her ass oh, God. Yeah, back in the house and ties her up, starts asking her all these questions like, how do you know that we did this? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. The woman who's one of the murderers is like, pushing this guy, just kill them, just kill them, we'll get in the car and we'll leave. And he's like, no, I don't I don't want to do that. Uh, I want information first. In the meantime, while they're arguing, Mel is able, or Terry, I'm sorry, is able to untie Zoe's wrists. She's able to untie Mel's wrists. They try to make a run for the door. They see them. The guy goes to shoot them, and Terry hits the gun up. So it makes the bullet deflect. She basically saves their lives. The police. Good, yes. good. So the police end up showing up. The people get arrested. He's able to find out, you know, what really happened. The sheriff basically apologizes to Zoe for doubting her or being such a dick all the time that he was a dick. There's enough happening in the book that it kind of sets you up for the next book, which is good. Okay. Because it doesn't explain everything about Terry but something weird does happen with Terry. Like okay. when she, Zoe goes to tell the guy that was at the side of the road. Now I'm like blanking on his name, Hank or Henry. We, we <laughs> something with yeah. Hank. We caught the people that murdered you. They have now been arrested, and there's going to be a trial. It's okay for you to go into the light. So he okay. starts to go into the light, but as he He's going into the light. She's standing there with Mal. That's who it is. As he's going into the light, she's seeing something really weird coming out of the light. Ew. Yeah. And cross. That sounds scary and gross. Yeah. Crosses the barrier. <laughs> zips past them. She is totally freaked out because this entity is 
a really bad entity. She's really freaked okay. out. She ends up going home. Mel's able to leave and go back to his house. She has agreed that she is now going to work with him and his crew and be on the show permanently. Okay, good. This <laughs> solves her not having a job problem. Right. So she's able to get paid and she's going to be traveling with them as they go check out these other things. She's talking to Terry about what's going on because Terry's freaked out that she's going to leave her now. And she's like, no, I'm not going to leave you. I am going to go do these things, but I'm going to work on what happened to you. They're standing in Zoe's room talking with the light on. And while they're talking, this weird entity is watching them through the window. Ew. Yeah. And so we get... I'm not going to tell you what happens, but we get set up for the next book. And that's basically how the book okay. ends. Interesting. Okay. That sounds kind of cool. It's like suspense, paranormal. Humor. But is there any sexy times or is it just very slow burn? Nothing happens. Uh, it is a slow burn. He wants to get involved with, Mal wants to get involved with Zoe. Jonelle ends okay. up getting hooked up with one of the other guys in the crew. Zoe's very leery about getting involved with her boss because she's like, you're my boss. Oh, I don't want to do anything. To this is the way to, uh, drag out the slow burn because now it's taboo you know well she if she has her trying to date the boss she has legitimate points because you know if things go south what is she gonna do and she tells him it's the first time i ever felt like i was gonna i fit in and belonged because she has a great time with these guys and they all believe her and respect her and that's never happened to her before mm, okay so yeah okay i don't have any wet panties because really there there's nothing to be wet about <laughs> yeah oh that's but did you still like I it i did like it um i probably would give it three and a half panties just because okay. i thought it was good and if i have a chance i'm probably going to read the next book because i want to find out what's going on with this creepy entity in the yard cool okay that's actually pretty high for you three and a half well, I like her. So, I like the way she writes. And, you know, I had mentioned her before. So, yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. I will tell you something I gave five very wet panties to. Okay. Do tell. Okay. So, it's the audiobook I just finished called Devil in Disguise by Lisa Claypiss. And <laughs> yes. the guy in the book is Scottish. And I don't know what my obsession is with. I, I'm just obsessed with Scottish. <laughs> Scotsman. Scotsman, the way they talk. You know, uh, he's very sexy in this book. The way he talks to her. The book was funny and the female character was great. And the female character is actually the daughter of one of the wallflowers. Oh, okay. So it's in the future, obviously. Okay. But I definitely would give that five really wet panties. I was bummed out when it was over. Now I'm going to have to find mm -hmm. something else to listen to. Yeah. Oh, and I'm reading. Well, that's good. Yeah, and I'm reading the Ruby Dixon Floors Fiasco, book 17 in the Ice Home genre. And at first I was reading it. And I'm like, you know, I'm not liking this book. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, shocking, isn't it? Because I yes. waited so long for it, and I just, I really don't like the character in this book. 
or world mm -hmm. what's happening in it. But then I read something last night that happened. There's a little, um, and she had said this in her Facebook post, so I'm not disclosing anything, but she had said there's something on the cover to give you a little hint about what's going down in this book. And I was like, oh my God, it's a spaceship on the cover in the background. Huh. So I'm like, what the, okay, what the hell's going to happen? Is it the bad guys again? Is it, you know, what is it? So I just got to that part. Okay. And so, uh, some people are missing. Oh, interesting. So I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Now I'm really interested in what's happening in this book. Okay. Yeah. So nice. I'm about halfway through that book already. Oh, and then I read and finished the next T.S. Joyce book number two that we couldn't find. Yeah, I told you it was a, Chris, okay. a Christmas special. So you found it on Amazon? Yeah, I did find it on Amazon. So I ended up, okay. it's really short. It's only like 56 pages, 59 pages. Okay. So I ended up reading that yesterday. I'm all over the place. I'm telling you, my, <laughs> my, my ADHD is much worse than it's ever been. <laughs> so... That T.S. Joyce book that you're talking about, the Christmas one, you and I actually are reading this series, I want to say, before the Red Dead Mayhem books. So if you listened to our book about the Crow book in the Red Dead Mayhem series by T.S. Joyce, mm -hmm. Now you and I are reading the series before that. So we're reading it a little out of order mm -hmm. and um, we get to see some characters from that. So I've read the first three books, but technically book number two, like you're saying, is like a Christmas novella. Yeah. So I skipped that. It's called... That I'll have to go back and try to find it. It's called A Very Outlaw Christmas. Okay, yeah. So the books that I've read in that are called For the Love of an Outlaw, For the Heart of an Outlaw, and for the heart of the war maker. So I just finished for the heart of the war maker last night. Oh, you did finish it. Did you like it? I did, but I don't know if I'm going to read the next book because the next book is Kurt and Tenley, right? And I'm not really a fan of Tenley, probably because I'm biased because I read them out of order. And so I read the Crow book first with the Ramsey and the whole situation. So I don't know. Have you read that book yet? Yeah. With Kurt and Tenley? Yeah, I finished it. It's good. I think... Was it yeah, good? Yeah, I think you should read it. And how can you not be a fan of okay. hers after Jeannie? Well, okay, so I do like her for that, but I mean, I'm sure I will read it. Who am I kidding? Yeah, read it because <laughs> Just... you get more information about the clans and what, okay. what happened. And I think that's important. And you see more of her point of view, which in the Crow books, you only saw ramsey's point of view and you felt so sorry for him and you thought how can she not love him blah 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 but i think you understand mm -hmm. when you read the soul of an outlaw okay uh, yeah i'm sure i will read it like i said i just finished the other book last night so now i'm in that dreaded period in between books so i could either be really good and responsible and read our next book for the podcast and try to get ahead mm -hmm. or i could just be you know the same person I've always been and just say fuck it and read something totally random. <laughs> well, that's the dilemma I'm having. I'm like, okay, so I finished this so early. If I were good and focused, I would read the Street Witch book, mm -hmm. get that under my belt. But 
I'm not. I'm all over the board again. But if we're going to start recording on the weekend instead of on Tuesdays, which I think is a good idea, we need to focus on the Street Witch. Yeah, so maybe I will be really good and I will. So our next book is Street Witch by S.L. Prater. Oh, yeah, sorry. And I have read her before, but I have not read that book before. Yeah, I'm having a really hard time because Finley Fenn posted on Facebook that the governess and the org is dropping in September and you know, I'm going to go underground too. <laughs> as soon as that thing <laughs> pops up in my Kindle because I pre-ordered it. You mean you're going to go into Orc Mountain? Yes, I am. <laughs> underground. When I say underground, I mean Orc Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's funny. Yeah. I'm excited to read this book. I like this author. I've read uh, one book. No, I've read more than one book by hers. I've read a couple books by her. So the book that I read is from a different series. Okay. That book I read was called The Wicked Witch of Creeksville. Okay. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. Was it good? It was good. So I'm excited to read Street Witch. And I think it's pretty short, actually. It's like no, it's less than 300 pages long. So Oh, is that short? Yeah, I guess it's about average. But sometimes these books are like 170 pages. So yeah, I guess this is about normal size. You're right. I think what I learned about myself the past couple of weeks is that I am more besides the orc books. Okay, those are number one. My <laughs> genre really is shifters. Yeah, because all I want to do is read the 680 T.S. Joyce books that she's put out. <laughs> she does have a shit ton of books yeah she does <laughs> and i like every one of them and it's so sad that i will never have a shifter in real life or a scotsman unless i hire one. Oh, if there was a shifter scotsman oh man yeah <laughs> yeah i'm telling you yeah mm. but you know scotsmen are so hot in these books that uh they don't need to be shifters that's a, yeah that's true in fact when i was at barnes and noble yesterday i was looking at the travel books and i was looking at the scotland travel books because i'm gonna okay. i'm gonna make you go to scotland with me oh no please don't <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to force you and before we go we need to find out if prostitution is illegal in Scotland because because you want to prostitute yourself no. or you want to find a Scottish prostitute. I, I want a Scotsman and I'm afraid the only one I can okay. I can have the only way I can have one is if I hire a gigolo. So we need to find out <laughs> if that's illegal so I know how convert how covertly I need to enter that country. <laughs> Our podcast will finally be famous, but not because of what we're talking about on the podcast, but because we're going to be arrested, internationally arrested. <laughs> I would like to see you explain that to your husband. All you have to say is, but Jeff, you know what my mother's like when she gets an idea in her head. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to have to bother trying to explain. Well, that's true. So, like <laughs> and let me tell you, if the prison guards are Scottish, you don't even have to bail me out. <laughs> <laughs> They're not safe either. Yeah, just, just leave me there. I can listen to them all day. <laughs> That's funny. Like, oh, oh, you're cuffing me? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, please. You're cuffing me to the bars? Oh, my gosh. What can I do? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> what is wrong with me? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Are you sure? <laughs> 
are you sure? I don't know anybody that has this kind of relationship with their daughter that I talk so freely to you. <laughs> and you're not grossed out or disgusted or tell me to knock it off. You just laugh. Be like, I get it. It's funny. I appreciate your support in my pervertiveness. It's just natural. My deviant, <laughs> my deviant desire to get laid constantly. Now, if I am in Scotland with you and I see a Scottish fireman. Oh, dear God. Well, we're both going to be in the cells together. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Jeff will never forgive me. I'm a big lover of firemen. So. Yeah. In fact, I was thinking of you because I started watching Married at First Sight, the latest okay. season. Have you started watching it? No. First of all, these people are horrible. It's like they pick the worst people to be together. I don't understand. They do it just for the show. But there is a guy on Probably, there that yeah. is so handsome. And he's a fireman. He's, okay, I'm definitely going to watch. He's 35 years old. He's super sweet. He is paired up with this materialistic bitch, which I don't understand why they paired them up. This guy is a dream every time he smiles. That's really sweet. He's a dream every time he smiles. Yes. I'm not going to be looking at his face, but I can still appreciate that comment. <laughs> you won't mind looking at his face, trust me. And okay. I'm like, girl, if you don't get your shit together, he needs to kick you to the curb and I will take him. Right? Yeah. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> he is just a nice, so far, he seems like, and I'm almost done with the season. He seems like a okay. the fantasy come to life. Okay, so... That's going to be the end of our episode because I have other shit to do I now, do mainly watching a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's been great talking yeah, to you. Yeah, it's been great talking to you too. <laughs> oh, I'm such a bad influence. Yeah, I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Though. All right. Well, let's try to be good and try to read our books. Yeah, all right. And look, it's the end. Of, he knows it's the end because now he's getting up and shaking. I, I heard his ears. And, I heard his ears flap. Now he's doing a full body stretch. Yeah, well, Angel outside crying that she needs to go out so i gotta go okay all right me too all right babe have a great day all right you too <laughs> bye bye thank you for listening to the bonded books podcast you can rate and review us on spotify and apple podcast our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com and check the show notes for a link to all of our social media mm-hmm.